Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. And welcome to today's Trusted Advisors Panel, Embracing People Differences Through Empowerment. In talking about the differences of people, because they right, we have 7 billion different people on this planet. No two people are exactly alike. Even an identical twin is completely different. So yeah. the, the, fa- the quick, quicker that we get to that and understanding that, that is, that's a fact, it makes this a lot easier, I think, for, for then people to n- navigate this. The other thing that's happening here in this realm uh, around embracing people, I think, also needs to really focus a lot on retention um, because we work so hard to acquire someone at the end of the day when we created, to Leslie's point, uh, potentially an, an unconscious bias for someone that has an existence. I encountered lots of unconscious bias when I was trying to find employment. And I have to tell you, the biggest thing that that helped me as an individual person mitigate unconscious bias was by positioning my difference with inherent value by sharing the economic statistic of why it's important to have someone like me on your team. And then not only sharing the statistic, but then backing it up with actual real power numbers that can drive the metric and share that this is what I did. I did $3 million in new revenue business every year for three straight years as a bank employee at PNC Bank. And literally that was showcasing why it was so important to get past the bias of having someone like me join your team. And anyone can potentially do that. So an individual can drive that impact through their differences to show someone by sharing that information. But as a person who's making the decision on the talent in your organization, whether that be retaining them or recruiting them, either way, they have to be able to better understand the 10 most common differences that we hold as humans. And that is exactly where they'll find out where the empowerment lives and where they can actually figure out the best way to embrace everyone and see that value is right, right. there in that moment. You, you open the door, you talk about the 10 differences there. What are we talking about? What do you mean about the 10 differences? <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, the ones that I studied was, of course, ability, age, social, economic class, educational level, ethnicity, gender, uh, religion, uh, sexuality, race, and um, and then um, language. Uh, so the, what you speak, how you position yourself, what you look like, what you do, uh, and how you operate in this world um, kind of, and there's other differences, right? But a lot of them kind of fall into some of those other categories. Empowerment. Can someone be too empowered? Can someone be too confident? Can a candidate walk in the room and be so confident in who they are and their abilities and the, the, the confidence in who they are and what they bring to the table that they push somebody off so far, that they push that interviewer off so far that they're no longer presented on the table? 
Yeah. Yeah. And let me, let me take this one. Yeah, absolutely. It can. Um, is it right? No, it's not right. Uh, and that comes back to down to training your managers, how to only take into account in that, in that interview, the things that matter to the job. Um, you know, I work with a lot of small businesses that don't have HR. So they usually don't have these fancy systems and fancy job descriptions and everything. So I make it super simple. I'm like, here's your job description. I literally put it on an Excel sheet. And then I, I line by line for the knowledge, skills, and abilities, for the education, for the physical and mental requirements. I make, I move that over to another Excel sheet column and say, there's your, there's your rating system right there. These are the only things you should be rating in the conversation. And then we use that same exact thing for not just for interviews, but for actual feedback sessions and reviews from, so from hiring all the way through hopefully retirement, right? But it, what happens is, as Leslie mentioned, is we're, we're human. We, we don't, um, you know, we have bias. We have judgment. It's, it's okay. We have to learn to go, wait a minute, I just was a little judgmental and shown some bias. I need to step back here and maybe apologize, but also step back and say, that was me. That was, I need to grab that mirror and that's on me and I need to reassess. But most people in the, in the workplace, through no fault of their own, um, don't do that. And that's where we as um, practitioners and leaders need to teach everybody in the organization, but especially managers who are able to affect people's lives with the hiring through the firing process, that they have to remove that bias and that judgment. So when that, you know, person with super, super high confidence comes in, we don't hire them just for that confidence. We still ask them questions related to their past, um, you know, skills, their attributes, their experiences, and more than just yes, no questions, because candidates who are smart, will tell you everything that you want to know um, just in the yes, no version. Yes, of course, I've done that in the past. Yes, of course, no problem, I can handle that. Instead of asking more specific questions of tell me a time when. And I know we all hate those questions, like tell me a time when, you know, yeah. whatever, like, oh, here's this. But when you hear it on the other side as a manager, like, okay, they actually do know what they're talking about. Uh, and I'll give you an example. I have, a, I have a client that just did that. The, the manager rushed through the process, the hiring process for like a sales type job, a remote sales job. Um, and they just asked yes, no questions because they were desperate. They hired a candidate and that candidate, while they might be okay with customer service and talking to people, they weren't closing any deals and they did not have technology skills to work remotely on their own. And, you know, shame on that manager, but that manager quickly learned, I need to ask other questions during the interview, which we already had that set up. Um, and that's what me and another consultant were in there trying to change. And so unfortunate for that candidate and then for that manager, it failed. But on the other hand, it taught that manager a huge lesson that I don't want to go through that painful activity again. And so I need to ask better questions. So, you know, hopefully that, that little story there was helpful, but I, I definitely feel that we do, we do all have um, biases and that cocky candidate that comes in may just land the job because we like them like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I step into the judgment piece for just a moment? 
Absolutely. The, you know, when we, when we have these biases or we go into something like judgment, um, Dare to Lead, Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead has um, what's known as the braving inventory, a way to build trust. And one of the components of it is the N, non-judgment. And that's hard. And when I talk, when I work with people, that's one of those things that they struggle with getting past because we've grown up where we're judging. I remember when, um, so Ashley, you mentioned twins not being alike. I have uh, identical twin sisters who are completely different. I mean, different ends of the kind of the, the polar opposite, should I say. But I remember as little girls, we would go to the mall because the mall was a big deal. And we would t- say somebody had a hair do or a hair don't, like really straight into judgment as little kids. And um, the, the opportunity becomes, how do, we, how do we step out of judgment and just look at the facts? And the facts, if we just take that perspective, it changes the game versus creating all of this this stuff around it, creating the stories, um, stepping into judgment. If we just look at the facts, it, it can save our hides and keep us out of court as well. <laughs> Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.